Hi, welcome to Sell Less, Mean More. I'm your host, Yolanthi Gabri. The purpose of Sell Less, Mean More is to move entrepreneurs away from a hard sell hustling mindset and towards a more holistic business practice. I'm so glad you're listening. I'm looking forward to sharing many smarts with you. Welcome to Sell Less, Mean More, our final episode for the year, where I'm going to be casting us way, way, way back to January 2022. And I think it's appropriate after a year that has been big that we reflect on the challenges, the great things and the wins. So I'm actually going to go through month by month 2022 across my my businesses. So if you're not aware already, your podcast host, that is moi, Yolanthe Gabri. I am a multiple business owner. I have been a business owner for 14 years now. I began Ruby Assembly back when I was 27 and I just turned 40 this year. So I've been at this kind of uh, no holds bars take on life and business for a while. So my principal business is Ruby Assembly and we deliver social media comms for professional services businesses predominantly. I am also an author. This year I had my first book published, 100 Days of Brave. It's a cracker. It's also an audible. Uh, If you like listening, maybe you'll like listening to that over your long summer car rides. I am also a co-owner in a legal tech brand called Mode.Law, which helps small businesses access high quality, low cost legal solutions to keep their brand safe. And I've also just added another business to our family nest of companies. And I'm going to speak a little bit about that today, but you can learn more about this latest company called Good Axe, which is a professional co-working space in Melbourne's North on the podcast just previous to this one. So head back into your Apple podcast, your Spotify, and perhaps learn more about Good Axe by checking out that podcast. So let's look back on January of 2022. At the start of this year, I was really focused and in love with this idea of good acts. There was a big gap in the market in terms of professional services workplaces in the part of Melbourne that I live. Yet the community here is chock-a-block with professionals who are self-employed or they really value flexibility in their uh, work balance because they're parents as well. My business partner, Yul, my husband and I, we'd found a site that we thought was appropriate and we just went hell for leather in January. We did full branding. We put a beautiful website up goodaxe.com.au and we did all the branding strategies I'd normally engage in. Full social media suite, budget on ads and there was a real focus on building a wait list of tenants which we successfully did. So January holidays, we didn't go anywhere but I did feel a great deal of enthusiasm and excitement about Goodax coming to life and when you bring something to the digital space and you see people are interacting with it, you know that there's demand there and that's deeply satisfying. Look, we can't forget that In early 2022, COVID was still impacting on our lives. Many of us probably got COVID in the last year. Uh, Everybody in my family did. And COVID has continued to uh, provide challenges in terms of navigating complex relationships, whether that has been at home, if you have uh, family members or close friends who are vaccine skeptics, or perhaps not taking COVID and their responsibility to their community as seriously as you hope they might. That has been really complex. It was certainly complex for us at the beginning of the year. You know, so if you recall that part of the year, we would have been trying all we could to stay well for the slew of events, including weddings, you know, festivals, um, and thinking about different ways to reintegrate ourselves back into the office in 2022. Now, the workplace has really changed in that regard. And like me, I'm sure that you'll have found that the 
landscape of your working life is kind of different to the way it was back in 2019. Uh, so that was a big feature, uh, that negotiation of the new, new work in early 2022. In February, we went on our very first family holiday. So I am a relatively new mum. I now have a two-year-old, but back then uh, our daughter was just over one. She couldn't quite walk yet. And we decided to go on a holiday. Now, as any fellow business owners will know, Going on a holiday when you're a uh, business owner, it requires quite a lot of Tetris in terms of planning, making sure that all your client work is covered, that your colleagues know what they're meant to be doing, that there's a, there's a plan in place should things go awry. But then you throw a baby into that mix and going away with your parents into that mix and it becomes a whole lot more like herding cats. So I would say that going away with a child is not really the kind of holiday that you'd remember. It doesn't involve rest in quite the same way. But it does involve making some really amazing memories. So I think that it's really important to have holidays, but you kind of got to acknowledge that they're not really a rest if you're going away with kids. A note on rest, actually. In 2022, I haven't really been amazing at rest. I've been very excited about Ruby Assembly, about my book, 100 Days of Brave, about Good Acts. I've been in, in real ideation and growth mode, which is, you know, it's super exciting to me. But, you know, it's important to try and remember that even if something's exciting, you still need to rest. In the past, I used to have a week off every eight weeks, and this is something I'm trying to reinstitute. If you're a business owner and you feel that sounds unbelievably luxurious, uh, check yourself. It's actually not. It's a way of keeping you well. It's a way of testing for any gaps in your business that you might need to plug or work out new systems around. Nothing falls over really. It's just a week out and nobody thinks it's crazy. I haven't found my colleagues have felt that that's an inappropriate thing for me to do and definitely clients haven't said boo about that not being okay. So I'm trying as hard as I can to institute the every eight week rule. Yeah. And perhaps it's something that you could think about engaging into your own business plan this year. Back in February, I also had put a lot of um, focus on getting strong. And I began working with an awesome coach called Dee from a Preston-based gym called 23W. It's a female-based gym. And one of the reasons it appealed to me is because in the morning, they have classes focused on mums that feature childcare. What a genius idea. I'm always surprised when I ask like my local gym, which I really like, but when I suggest childcare, it's like a real afterthought. But mums will pay extra for that privilege. So who's the short-sighted one here? Anyway, D from 23W really helped me get strong. Actually, initially, it might be a bit too much information, but I think it's important to discuss. Initially, when I started going to 23W, it's because I was suffering from light incontinence um, after having had a C-section and a baby. And I really found that working with her on my strength was hugely beneficial. It really solved the issue. I'm now not working with a personal trainer. I'm working uh, solo using an app called FitBod, which I love. They alternate plans for your different goals around your health and your strength. And it's about $90 Australian a year. FitBod's great. So my goal is ultimately to do weightlifting with the incredible Rasheen from Barbell Babes Brigade, but that doesn't really fit in with my business and my family schedule currently. So I'm just going to put that in the corner until I'm ready. So in March, it was a month of weddings, funerals and anything. We got married again, as it were. I actually was married to Yule in 2019 in a beautiful elopement with only the celebrant, a photographer and a videographer just before our baby arrived in very, very late 2020. You know, we love each other so damn much. We've just decided we wanted to 
do it again <laughs> in front of our friends and family. We had initially planned our wedding for 2021 and we worked with an incredible wedding supplier called Nudo. You kind of do a package deal. They have incredible internal suppliers and you kind of just you tick the boxes to the kind of things that you want, everything from catering to foliage, hair and makeup through the transport. And being a business owner who is time poor, I found that hugely beneficial. They also helped us through the process of postponing from October 2021 to March 2022. It was a lot of work even with their support, but we're so glad we did it. And it was just a month packed with emotions because not only was COVID still a risk in terms of managing our wedding guests' health, Yul's Nana G uh, also passed away within days of our wedding, which added another layer of emotion to the whole situation. So March was pretty big. Other things I did in March in terms of Ruby Assembly marketing was videography with a new partner called Purpose Productions. Now, I love investing in video and media because I know that whenever you have the opportunity to express what you do with passion and energy, you're getting more business. It might not be today, but in terms of the cumulative effect of marketing, you know, it's literally priceless. So wonderful to be working with James Shadrach. We did two pieces with James and a couple of my team members had never done video before. So it was uh, great for them to experiment with our video interview and to be featured in our YouTube. We also did hair and makeup for our team. And that was also a bit like, so really enjoyable. Um, and in March, we also moved into our first shared office with Attune Legal, which is yours business. And we knew this wasn't the ultimate location or office style for Ruby Assembly, but my business and yours business needed a contained space in order to practice while we were still really focused on building Goodax. In April, that's when reality really bit around the Goodax project. We had looked for an appropriate funding partner. And we were trying to negotiate with our preferred landlord at a site in Pentridge, which is in Coburg, Melbourne, uh, to try and, and get our initial site there. We needed investment for contribution to the fit out. And we really weren't getting anywhere. If you'd like to learn more about the process of getting funding and how we actually have opened good acts, again, listen to that earlier podcast. Heaps of smarts in there. <laughs> a very emotional roller coaster of a story. And I think it's applicable to anybody starting any kind of business, really. In April, our colleague Catherine is also a stand-up comedian by the by and we attended her stand-up gig at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It was fabulous. It also featured lots of nods to 90s girl bands, including Bewitched. And who doesn't love that? And after that, well, we all got COVID. Most of my team got COVID this year. I got COVID, baby got COVID, husband got COVID. So that wasn't a gaggle of giggles, but we got through it. In May... I began recording the audible version of my book, 100 Days of Brave, with recording specialist Brendan Keogh. And he was a delight to work with. At first, I thought that I would be able to do the recording myself because we have a ton of relevant recording equipment and Yule has a background in audio production. I was wrong. Recording books is best done with the support of another person. And that's not primarily because of the uh, the audio equipment, or that plays a part, it's because when you're reading your book, when you're reading a book for two or three days in a row, you invariably have diction mistakes. You stumble as you're listening to this podcast. This will have a lot of, um, there you go, um, <laughs> it'll have lots of ums and ahs in it. And you cannot 
have those in audiobooks. So it's a very intense process recording an audiobook and Brendan was brilliant. We recorded at the very fun Cactus Room in Thornbury over three days. Um, I was pretty stressed at the start. The first morning before I began, I was crying. I think I was a bit overwhelmed by the whole concept. But if you've listened to the audiobook, I'm sure you'll agree. Um, there's lots of energy, lots of laughter and big business startup energy to be enjoyed from that particular audiobook recording. In June, 100 Days of Brave actually launched. I'm still pinching myself given that I am a published author and that you can find my book around Australia. I'm just hugely proud that I have been able to deliver this useful piece of work to a community that are putting many of the ideas in 100 Days of Brave into practice and and creating businesses. I know this because we have a private Facebook group where there's really good conversation around people in different stages of their three trimesters of Brave. It's just bloody delightful. The process of actually writing the book I refer to in an earlier podcast in 2022, I think that we'll pop that in the show notes for you to reflect on if that's something you're interested in learning about. It's a mammoth task from everybody involved, the publisher, the publicist, me. I knew the things that I needed to make the launch of my book successful and that included going above and beyond with having a proper event launch I wanted merchandise at the event launch. I wanted a beautiful website. Shout out to Hatch Labs for their beautiful website for 100 Days of Brave to really sell the benefits of the book. I wanted downloadables. I wanted Spotify playlists. I wanted everything that opened and closed for my first book baby and we did it. That was a really special mid-year marker for me. And in June, we also did our first team photo shoot with our a photographer we collaborate with regularly called Brianna Dunbar. At Nudo, um, we were lucky enough to return to the event space. We had our wedding, which is a big, white, airy, gorgeous place in Brunswick East in Melbourne. And we got some really cracking images of the team. Now, July, in the Southern Hemisphere, we're heading into winter. And collectively, but me particularly, I was sick, sick, sick. For the following three months, probably to the end of September, I was really unwell. I just struggled to get better and I felt I was really struggling to do my business stuff while promoting my book. Variously, I had COVID, I had bronchitis, I had laryngitis and I completely lost my voice. I had some kind of weird tongue thing. You know, it was really sore and ouchy and I couldn't speak properly then either. And I actually got hand, foot and mouth from my kid and I lost all my nails. I know that sounds like a horror story. It was, trust me. I felt like I was an extra in my own body horror John Carpenter film. It was foul. Anyway, please know I'm much better now. (laughs) During this period of illness within the business, we decided when it was reaching kind of fever pitch and we were all variously fighting bugs and struggling to get through the day together, we decided to roll it back and work from home for a month as a team. And that really helped. So if you're in a business where you feel like there's a lot of ill health, particularly around like, you know, wintertime or as we're coming into COVID now, it can make a lot of sense to roll things back, take the pressure off and get everyone working from home. You can get a bit more rest, can get a bit more sleep, don't have to feel quite as switched on. I find that it has no impact on the quality of work. It just provides the space for everyone to feel well and feel supported. And that is the most important thing. Being that ill for that long was really frightening because I didn't feel I had the strength or energy that I normally associate with myself. If you know me, if you've read my work or you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time, you'll intuit that I'm a really energetic person, (laughs) but I felt really burned out. And when you pair that with illness and sleep deprivation, when you have a small child, it's very hard to recover. It's a pretty harsh mix. So in August, I felt better. 
little bit. I was actually a guest speaker at the Geelong Small Business Fest and that was a blast. Shout out to the Bellarine in Victoria. They have a thriving network of entrepreneurs. I think a lot of people made a sea change during COVID. I met with a group of exciting Bellarine entrepreneurs and Yule and I enjoyed a day trip. We had a wonderful um, ramen lunch at a, in a quaint part of Geelong. Happily, I'm going to be returning to run another dedicated workshop for this community in April of 2023. So shout out to the Geelong Small Business Festival. Yule, my husband, also made the experience of running a workshop in a new environment and bringing all my collateral and all my merch, because you know I've got merch, <laughs> bringing all of that with me, having another pair of hands to make sure like the, the sound was right, that everything was set up okay with my Square account so I could sell my books and do my stuff. Having the support of a loving partner who wants me to be expansive in my business, it makes such a difference. So thank you to you. And I hope that everybody listening to this is also equally blessed with a partner who will support their business dreams. In August, we had been going on with Good Acts throughout this whole year, trying in different ways to get funding, to find the right lease. But we continued hitting walls because both the economy, which at this point in 2022 is suffering from increased RBA cash rates regularly, which is really squeezing the economy, as well as still a hangover from COVID ATO debts most likely. So the economy is really tight and the size of our project was really in between. Good Acts is not so small, but it's also not so big. So it put us in an uncomfortable place in terms of finding an ideal investor. In August, we were probably at our lowest in terms of feeling like we were able to deliver on our Good Acts promise. And then we connected with a helper. They are there if you look. An amazing leader at Coworking Australia, Sheree McIntyre, who gave us the confidence to keep plowing ahead with our Good Acts project and that not too far away, there would be yeses rather than noes and by gum, Shree was right. September, what a month because my wonderful friend Elle, you can follow her on Instagram at I am Elle Steele. She spoke at TEDx in Cecil Street, South Melbourne, and it was such a powerful talk. If you can Google Elle Steele TEDx Cecil Street, she speaks on disability and inclusion. And I challenge you not to feel all of the hairs on your arms and all your adrenals rush after listening to her talk. So it was wonderful to see my friend make a contribution and tick off a life goal. Um, it also really inspired me and I have um, applied to actually host a <laughs> TEDx in um, probably 2024. You know me, I never bite off more than I can chew, right? And so I was really excited to participate in that day with her. Also, a huge client win in September. Um, my client Susan from Creative Family Law Solutions, she actually made her first proper film. I don't mean a fiction piece, I mean a film that she wrote and helped to direct along with James from Purpose Productions that spoke to helping the holistic family law community come together and have more productive discussions around collaborative law practice, which is its whole own thing. I won't get too geeky about that. I love talking about family law. But when you have a client you've worked with for a long time who is open to suggestion and who really does the thing from a deep place of commitment, it is the most exciting thing. I feel so proud of Susan for having done that. And she went on to show this film at a real world event that came from a real place of uh, generosity to her own legal community. So well done, Susan. In September, we also had a family holiday at Queenscliff, which was really beautiful. Um, I think it was only three or four days. It was somewhat less difficult than the earlier holiday in the year and you wouldn't call it restful. 
but we have beautiful family photos of wandering the marshlands of um, the Bellarine and our daughter. She really got her run on in this long and lovely house um, and having time with my parents and my baby and my husband was a really wonderful period of rest. So in October, I had a collaboration with Cargo Crew and 100 Days of Brave. So Cargo Crew are a premium uniform outfitter and they're now global, but they began in the city of Mary Beck in Melbourne and they are really well known for their gorgeous pinnies for hospital staff. They do a much bigger range than that. And I was delighted to have them come on board to design two boiler suits, one in a musk pink, one in a black, that were just 100 Days of Brave focused. You you may have seen some of those images on my Instagram at 100 Days of Brave or at Ruby Assembly. And we did a shoot at Kenny Lover, which is a bright orange ice cream and hot chip shop in Thornbury in Melbourne. And it just made for the most gorgeous photos. I also featured a whole range of Confetti Rebels tees. Um, again, we'll have notes for Confetti Rebels, Kenny Lover, Cargo Crew in the show notes, which will, I assume, be extensive for this episode. I also did my first cosplay in 2022. So I'm going to make an assumption that most of you know what cosplay is. It's when people dress up as characters from media that they enjoy. I'm a gamer and there is a annual event or it's usually annual unless there's a pandemic in the way and it's called PAX, P-A-X. I was so looking forward to this and I chose to dress as a character called Lady Dimitrescu from a franchise of horror video games called Resident Evil. I think I'll probably end up doing a blog of year highlights to match this so you guys can see the fabulousness of this costume. Um, I had ordered it and had it made just for me. It is very camp. I recommend that you look up Lady Dimitrescu uh, Resident Evil Village or perhaps check out the Ruby Assembly Instagram page if you want to revisit my cosplay, which was highly successful. Uh, in October, I also turned 40. <laughs> and turning 40 has been a very peaceful period. I don't feel that I am in a space that isn't appropriate. I don't feel that I'm at an age, given my life story, journeys, tribulations and joys, it feels appropriate that I'm 40. So I'm I'm, I'm at peace and I think that I'm doing okay. In November was my daughter's first birthday, first birthday party rather. It was her second birthday at a venue called Play Nook, uh, which was awesome because they took care of everything and it was a non-grotty space. In fact, it was quite Scandi designerly. We had a wonderful gathering. By the time Agla got there, she knew it was a birthday party that was for her. She was going through a major frozen moment and she just had a ball. It was wonderful connect to connect with our friends and family. So yeah, I recommend places that are not your own home for children's birthdays parties. In November, I also had a Frankie magazine feature. So I was in their Strictly Business column, which I'm hoping I'll be appearing more in in 2023. I had a great piece on startup fails, which is uh, content I'm often asked to, to speak about. So if you Google Frankie magazine, Strictly Business, you will find my contribution there. We also had a new baby niece join our family. Uh, so that's very, very exciting. She's a beautiful little girl. And in November, we finally found a good axe. We negotiated with the landlord successfully and we signed a damn lease. Woo! So again, much more about that in the Good Acts podcast. In November, I also worked with Emma from Porridge Communications to invest in a series of reels for Ruby Assembly. Reels are, I mean, I imagine that many of you know what they are. They're short video content with audio that tends to do a little bit better virally on Instagram. 
they can have a really highly produced quality or they can be more off the cuff. Um, I did a full day of shoots with Emma and we focused on different kind of content focus for different clients. So we did 100 Days of Brave content. We did Ruby Assembly, professional social media content. We did content to help promote my workshop. So I've kind of got enough content from that one day for two or three months. Again, investment in marketing is never money well spent. And in December, well, that's where we are now, my friends. We spent time designing Ruby Assembly's first advent calendar. It's a really gorgeous piece of software and it allows uh, people who subscribe to our calendar to interface with this gorgeous digital piece that is 100 Days of Brave branded. And each day there's a different benefit. There's freebies, there's goodies, there's inspo, there's playlists, and it's free. So why wouldn't you grab it? So I suggest visiting the 100 Days of Brave website if you haven't already to sign up to that little offer. And uh, last week, we got the keys to Good Axe. And that was a moment that felt really surreal. Since then, I'm a busy lady. I've actually got the whole place painted. It looks beautiful in a Sherwood green. And we're going to be finding a mural artist to work with soon to get our regalia up in the space before we move our team in. So before the year is over, Good Axe will be open. The Ruby Assembly and Attune Legal teams are going to be moved in. We're having our Christmas party with some of our closest marketing partners and, of course, our team at The Keys, which is a new kind of Americana Bowls place, which is in Preston in Melbourne. It's going to be a total blast. Whoa, that was a big year. I'm looking at 2023 and my main goals after a year of so much newness, so much kickstarting, so much trying new things, of really bedding down. It's going to be a year of deep growth of working on these businesses in terms of growing our client base for Ruby Assembly and in terms of growing our tenancy base at Good Axe. I'm really excited. I'm really proud to be working with the people that I am. And I just wanted to share in some detail, because I think there's value in that, what my year looked like. So there were highs there, i.e. books being published, articles doing well, social things like, you know, cosplay. And then there were really hard things like, illness and stress and being knocked back time and time and time again with a business concept that I thought would work. And indeed, it is working. I hope that your year has been full of as much useful truth as you could manage. And I'm really glad for those of you from particularly Germany. Apparently, I've got quite a good listenership in Germany, but in Europe as well and Australia who choose to tune in to our podcast. I've never been a person who's focused hugely on on numbers in terms of when you're doing a podcast or when you're growing a social media account, you need to have max numbers. No, what you need is the right listenership and the right followership. And you, my friend, you are part of the right audience for my community. So I wish you a wonderful 2023. Maybe have the ability to rest over the holiday period. And I hope that you're able to keep living life on your own terms and negotiating your way forward bravely. Philanthi out.